Welcome to Get in the Herd, a podcast about addiction and recovery brought to you by the McShin Foundation. If you or a loved one are looking for real discussions about addiction, recovery, stigma, advocacy, and most importantly, hope, then stick around. Thanks for joining us. Now sit back and get ready for another great episode of Get in the Herd. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the McShen Foundation's award-winning recovery podcast, Get in the Herd. I am my, your co-host today, Nathan Mitchell. We're going to co-host today with Justin Bogner over here because I figure we go over what I've been doing the last few days. Justin, can you help me out here? Because I don't really know where I am or what time it is or, or, or who kind of I am, what day is it? What's going on here, man? Well, first off, <laughs> my, my last name is, is Bognar. I like Bognar better. Yeah, but I, that's that's such a bummer. Oh, <laughs> all right, all right. So we are in uh, lovely Richmond, Virginia. Well, oh. in Rico, Virginia, technically. Uh, I like being technical. 2300 Dumbarton Road, the McShin Foundation. Mm. Uh, we are uh, doing a live broadcast right now. This is uh, live? This is live. People so can see people me right can now. See me, see they you, can hear me. They can hear you. Uh, so, you know. Be careful. Okay. Uh, I can't swear. Don't be, you know, that's, that's up to you. Um, <laughs> it is uh, two o'clock. Uh, yeah, well, it's, and, and it's a, it's a recovery too, which means it's a few minutes after <laughs> <laughs> and, recovery time. Uh, we're going to be doing this for, for roughly an hour. Wow. Okay. Um, and uh, your, your name is Nathan. Uh, my name is Justin. So oh, I'm you, Justin you, and you're Nathan. Correct. You okay. nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> um, and uh yeah, that's 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 where we are, what we're doing, what time it is, and fantastic. And- well, listen, I, I I'm looking around me right now, right? So we're not in our usual spot, and I like that because when we talk, two of us talk together, we can sit here at the desk and do that. Behind me, over here, and to my left, there's some random guy sitting here. So <laughs> I want to say hi to Joseph. I know Joseph's not on the screen right now, but he's back here. Um, I guess we could give him the the grip credit or the boom. No, I guess not boom operator. Or he, he would be. He would definitely be grip. Oh. Come on in. There. Oh yeah, come yeah. on, say wave. Say hey. <laughs> hey, this Joseph. Is, welcome, this buddy. This is Joseph. Yeah, Joseph uh, is a cool guy. And the sign works great there. Doesn't it? Framed with the white. Yeah. Man, we, we are starting to get, like, when we sat down here, like, all the technical, my laptop won't turn on. The camera was going bonker bonker. Uh, we got some weird thing with the opener happening. The doors were unlocked. All the things. And I'm like, we sit down here, we turn the thing on, and boom, we got a show. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, because I, I wanted to make sure that we got a chance today to catch up. You know, normally we'd have other guests and whatnot, but I love, you know, I've been in Vegas for the last couple of days and not to party and not too much anyway, but I've been in Vegas uh, for mobilized recovery. Now, anybody who listens to the show knows I've been talking about this for months and months and months, and it's been very exciting, right? So I want to talk about what we did there. Yeah. Are you up for that? I'm up for that. You up for that? Definitely up for that because <laughs> I haven't heard yet. Yeah, I, right. I saw pictures. I saw videos, you know, and you kept me kind of up to date, but... <laughs> Nothing like actually talking. Well, you know, every every time I wanted to text you, it was like nine thirty at night where I was, which is on Pacific Coast time. So it was like, oh, I got, I got a couple of texts that were like, oh shit, it's twelve, it's twelve thirty in the morning, isn't it? I'm sorry, <laughs> but we were going nonstop. Like there were hundreds of recovery advocates all meeting together at the same place at the Westgate, uh, the Westgate Hotel, in in uh, where was it? Las Vegas. Holy crap! And. We just had this experience together. There's T. Hey, T. Good to see you. Um, 
It was amazing. T's a, T, you're phenomenal. I'm so glad I got to meet you in person. But that was the experience, right? All these people that for the last year and a half we've been meeting together online, doing Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting, finally getting able to being, you know, together in one place, being able to hug each other and shake hands and 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 say, you know what, I really love what you're doing. And all these people with all these ideas. So the biggest takeaway that I got from Mobilize Recovery is recognizing that I'm not alone, right? Like we're not alone as an organization, the McShin Foundation. We do incredible work. We were able to go out there. Um, we were on a panel, uh, John Schinholzer, Carol McDade and I were on a panel talking about how to build RCOs. Um, imposter syndrome set mm -hmm. in for me right before. Uh, and I looked at Carol and I said, I just want to acknowledge the imposter syndrome. And she looked at me, she's like, you don't need to have that. You earn this spot. You deserve to be effing up there <laughs> and i love that about carol and so you know we had a great great time with that but the biggest the biggest takeaway is the not being alone part and the biggest experience i think i had was the one that i i struggled with the most um preparing for you know we got there and, and you know i've been doing this training thing i did this mm -hmm. this real long leadership training earlier in the year and it was it was from harvard educated people well and, excuse and, me you know so i had to have my pinky out every single time i was on but it was like we had all these people from all over the country on this zoom leadership training and we got to put a lot of that into action and we put that into action by another training by these same Harvard educated people. Um, <laughs> and, and we learned how to do um, story coaching, narrative coaching, public narrative coaching. And, you know, first of all, we had to learn how to tell our stories better, mm -hmm. you know, and we had to learn the framework that they use and the you know, the, the, the lexicon uh, mm -hmm. of, of the, of this, of the training. And then we learned how to teach that or at least coach that. And we got to do that on Saturday. And I, you know, I'm, I'm one of these people when anything new comes up, I'm kind of like, oh, no, this isn't going to work. I'm going to always, you know, I'm, I've got a disease that's rooted in my insecurities, my fears, my negative outlook course, on life. And so I think, you know, something new and I'm like, oh, that's scary. That's really mm -hmm. scary. I'm not going to be good at that. I'm going to suck. This is not good. Right. And it seriously, it pollutes my brain. Right. But we did it. You know, there were 40 of us that were coaches like I was, right? And we got into this room, and we each had a table of about six people. And we took, that's what's that, 40 times six. Uh, Joseph, what's the math on that? 40 times six? 40 times six. Okay. All right. Well, good answer. 240 is a good answer right there. <laughs> um, sorry, buddy. Oh, but then we had like six other people. It's about 300 people in this room. We all got together. We all did this training, and we did it. It was a long day on Saturday. Mm -hmm. We spent the first part crafting a story of self. And how do we crafting tell a story of self. crafting okay. a story of self? Okay. Well, right. and, and there's a lot of, you know, my story of self is going to be long and winded and blah, 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 blah. But there are, you know, specific moments I can pull out of my story to tell a specific narrative to, that drives, you know, whatever it is that I'm trying to do. And so how do we do that in two minutes? You know, tell a story that's effectively, you know, um, a challenge that we faced, a choice that we made and the outcome that came from that. You know, and from that, we can pull uh, values, you know, we can pull, you know, different moments, you know, and we learned how to craft that story. And we, each of us in the, it, well, each of the six individuals told their story of self, to, you know, and we did in two minutes and we coached it, you know, the three minutes. So we pulled from all these questions and we helped pull out and, Ooh, I'm messing up stuff, lift up moments, you know, from those stories. And from that, we took all, listen to all six. And then we crafted a story of self and the story of self 
um, really pulled from the shared values from each of the six stories. You know, some people, well, that's a, that's another tangent, but yeah, right. Uh, storytelling is an art that I'm working on. Right. Um, but when we tell the story of self, you know, we talk about a challenge that we're facing together, a choice that we make together and an outcome that we make together. Mm -hmm. And then we work on the story of now. So we're, we're pulling the story of self, the story of us and the story of now. And the story of now flips the script a little bit, like literally flips the script a little bit. Right. It takes that. Um, <laughs> T was a was a was a uh, a a coach as well, so I think she feels me on this. Um, we took this story of now and we flipped the script a little bit. So we took a challenge that we're facing, and instead of a choice that we make, we talk about um, an outcome that we desire. So it's a challenge, an outcome, and then a choice that we need to make. The now, right now. So it becomes an ask. So you know, the challenge is in Virginia right now. Like tomorrow, I'm going to a hearing, right? And the mm -hmm. hearing is to talk about um, better standards in the emergency departments for how we handle how we handle uh, overdoses. You know, emergency. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Actually, it, it well, it is. And this is this yeah. is uh, out of the Danny's law that that uh, went through two sessions ago um we tried to update it again well two years ago and then tried to update that a little bit and wouldn't you know we can't even get we can't even get the freaking general assembly this blue all democrat general assembly right here we can't even get them to sit there and say you know what anybody who goes in the emergency department with an overdose should leave with narcan can't even get them to do that can't even do that because they're too, mm, i'm gonna get all my soapbox but tomorrow we get to go and have this discussion with the department of health and help build together you know uh, greater uh, access um, for individuals who leave, you know, the emergency department from an, from an overdose. So the challenge is, you know, we're just treating and streeting the problem right now. So the choice, you know, is, or the outcome that we want to make is, okay, we want better access to recovery support services. When you come in with an emergency, you know, an overdose, we don't want you to just get treated for the overdose and get out of there. We want to make sure that a peer you know, a peer in recovery, a peer recovery specialist is there and able to connect with you in a, in a way that is destigmatizing, in a way that is non-judgmental, in a way that is actually helpful. Somebody who's been in those shoes. And we want follow-up care. We want to send people out with tools that they can have so they can make a choice to get into recovery. You know, mm -hmm. it's not just about, okay, well, now you're a piece of shit. You need to get back out here and, and, and fix yourself. It's about helping people find the choices that work best for for them, mm -hmm. right? Because we, if we acknowledge, which I do, and I think a lot of us in recovery do, the disease of addiction as a mental disorder, then we must recognize that at some point there are no choices. You know, we're stuck in this system. So, right. Anyway, that's what the story of now becomes. And so when we look at that, there's a fourth component, right? This is sort of like a big giant umbrella that looks at the story of self, the story of us, the story of now, and how is that all woven together for a linked narrative? And so we basically build this one story, you know, from these stories mm -hmm. into one giant linked narrative that can tell everybody's story. It's a really, really amazing process. It was a very, very, very long day, but it was some really beautiful stuff that came out of that. And I think it was it's some of the best it's some of the work i'm most proud of in my entire life frankly and it's some of the stuff that i'm going to be continuing to think about and and as we craft those stories and learning how to craft those stories moving forward and then and then because it wasn't just about okay let's tell our stories right let's see how we can put this into action who are the people we need to connect with right mm -hmm. you know who are the different people now we were like 400 you know, recovery advocates in one space, plus about a thousand people online. Right. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, okay, who are the people that we need to talk to? Cause we could sit here and tell stories. I can sit here and tell you stories all day. And we'll go, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. We need to do that. Uh-huh. 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 But it's like, where's the freaking action, right? We got to yeah. mobilize and we got to yeah. put the action. Right. Um, so 
Uh, thanks, T. T says, wow, that's great. Much success at the hearing. So needed. Right, right, right. Story of self, us, and now. Yes, indeed. 240. Oh, 240. Oh, that's the number. <laughs> thanks, Amanda. Appreciate that. <laughs> we, I can math good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Especially when you're jet lagged. Oh, my. Yeah. So, so what y'all are experiencing right now is me and a sugar rush because, you know, Nathan made the, made the, the strategic error of coming right back to work the next day and walked right into uh, telling a group at nine 30 this morning, which I love doing. Wow. Yeah. But nine 30 was really 1230 in, in Las Vegas time, but I also didn't sleep the night. Oh, let me, do you want to know why I didn't sleep the night before? Ask sure. me why I didn't sleep the night before. Nathan, why didn't you sleep the night before? Well, when I was done partying with Macklemore in Elvis's suite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, there it is. There we go. See, I had to drop that. Um, no, but it's serious, though. So, and this is where that link comes in right now, Justin. Um, on uh, Monday night, I attended this uh, Recover Out Loud concert event in Las Vegas. It was freaking amazing. And... It was headlined by Macklemore. I was trying to bring up the screen so I could get all the other people that were on there. It was Katie Tun um, Tunsil, I think. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna mess that up. But I, if, if you're watching right now, if you're looking right now, there's a link on the screen. It says Recover Out Loud 2021. The cool thing about this concert, right, this concert that talks about recovery, that headli the headliner Macklemore and they're performing, by the way, freaking powerful, powerful concert. Everybody, Macklemore brings the energy, dude. I, am, I have never seen anybody more energetic in my life. And that's me. And I'm a person who used to do a heck ton of meth. So... Um, heck ton. Yeah. It's, nice. it's uh, <laughs> trying to watch my language. Um, but Macklemore brought the money, you know, he brought the brought it. So you all can watch and experience this concert tomorrow at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. It'll be broadcast through iHeartRadio's uh, YouTube and all that stuff. And if you look at the link that was just put up there, you can click on that and find out more information about that. Highly recommend listening to that. You know, there was a great message in there woven throughout. We had people up there. And oh, by the way, guess who is in the concert? Thank you for thank you for asking. <laughs> if you listen and you watch tomorrow, our own Honesty Liller CEO, our own Walter Randall of the Testify Tuesday Breaking the Bondage, and our own uh, 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 Matthew Connor are are actually part of the Recover Out Loud uh, video clip, uh, which has all these little you know why do I recover out loud you know pieces put in there. So essentially. All three of them are doing a concert with Macklemore. Really? Yeah. That's I thought that was pretty cool. Pretty sweet. It is pretty freaking cool. But then, like, you know, Ryan Hampton, of course, you know, who, who puts together Recovery Voices and uh, Voices of Recovery. I might have just put that in the wrong order. Anyway, puts together Mobilized Recovery. Um, Aaron, uh, not Aaron, he didn't do that. Um, um, Garrett, Garrett Hayde. He put out a powerful message. Garrett and Ryan are co-founders of uh, Voices of Recovery. Voices project, all these things that they put together, and I'm probably messing it up. Sorry, you can beat me up in the comments, but you know, when it comes right down to it, the two of them are just freaking recovery powerhouses, right? And so, hey, what's up? Don't forget to mobilize America 2025. Oh, that's Marshall, dude. Marshall, you are the best, man. This is this was a freaking amazing experience to be with all of you all down there, over there, up there. I don't know where Las Vegas is relative to here, just over there, over there, over there. 
Um, <laughs> woo woo! I love this. This is the people I was just with in Vegas who are watching this show right now. I love you, brother, too, man. Um, but like all these freaking incredible people being able to share space together, share our stories, and to continue building from there. Because because really, it's great to sit down and, and like all of us get together. It's what we do with it. Where do we take this into the community? How do we go from there, right? And I, I tell you, I got some of the best ideas from this group. You know, and, and Maine, where Marshall is, right? Um, Maine gave a gave me a great idea. You know, they they went and they went. Do you know what they did? What did they do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm just talking today, right? It's free form, free form. Friday? No, it's not Friday. What day is it? It is hold Wednesday. On, hold, I was gonna. I was gonna throw it at the at the grip. Oh, grip. What day is it? Joseph. I'm not the research guy. <laughs> Yes. All right. We got to have you on the show. All right. So um, it's Wednesday, but he's not the research guy. I love it. Um, Freeform Wednesday doesn't flow. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think of something, but I, I don't. Put it in the comments if you got something funny. But anyway, so uh, Maine, if I'm correct, they went and found a, a sponsor to help them get a whole group of people, a whole team to mobilize. And I said, well, why, you know, we can do that in Virginia. I mean, we got, we got all kinds of people in Virginia. Um, and I think when it came down to it, I think Virginia sent, oh, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 people. Um, I had forgotten about, well, yeah, something like that. Uh, we didn't, we weren't all coming from the same organization. Rosie's watching Rosie. What does it say? You are so incredible. They've been so thrilled for taking uh this forward together so rosie is the one who did all this training she's the harvard educated person who brought the training to the whole thing Very nice. i know right thank you rosie for that harvard i love that you're watching rosie you really you know you really lifted us all up and you brought this experience to all of us and helped us share this with you but now I know that we're all going to take this back to our communities and continue to build from there. So when we weave those stories of self, um, stories of us, stories of now into a linked narrative. So that's so freaking cool. So glad you're here. Um, they took, going back to Maine, clearly, clearly the caffeine and the sugar are kicking in with me, right? But they got some people to look out and say, hey, you know, we want to bring a team out there. And I think that's what we're going to do next year. Like Virginia RAP, the Virginia Recovery Advocacy Project, talk about it all the time. But we're going to look into ways of seeing how we can create a scholarship for individuals all throughout the Commonwealth to represent uh, some geographic diversity as well as, of course, ethnic, um, racial, and et cetera, et cetera making sure that we get uh, a diverse coalition of people from all over the Commonwealth to go. And I'd love to go out there and just bring like 25 people from the, from the Commonwealth. That'd you know, cool. I think that would be pretty badass. Um, and then do some more recording out there too. So anyway, um, what's going on? What's been happening here? It's weird being gone for five days. Um, I come in and there's new faces. There's some guy <laughs> over here who doesn't do research. Apparently. I love that. <laughs> The uh, the show has been, uh, you know, uh, I want to say trudging along as usual, but we don't trudge. No, we, we don't uh, trudge. We uh, what is it? What is it? What does it say in AA? Trudge the path. Oh, I don't have my book. I don't it's, know. I'm not necessarily an trudge AA the guy. path of somebody in the comments. What is it in AA? Trudge the path of something or other. It's at the end of the anyway. Sorry, Maryland in the house, too. That's right. Whimsy Wednesday from Daniel. Yes, Daniel, I love it. That's perfect. I think I kind of like that, actually. <laughs> actually, Daniel, we might just incorporate that going forward because uh, we had to lose Women Wednesday, so that's that's a good one. Definitely feels like Friday. <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> I love this. I love this. I interrupted you, buddy. So what's been going on? Trudging, trudging roads to happy destiny. Yes. 
Thank you, Daniel. I knew I could count on you. Let me t- let me tell you this mother this this I was going to say the mother. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know what you were going to say. <laughs> this guy right here, um, Daniel, and you know Chantel, Chantel yeah. here in Richmond, Peter's place. So Chantel and Daniel did a phenomenal workshop um, about diversity, equity, inclusion, and and I think they just kind of threw away the script. I walked in about five minutes late. Sorry, Daniel, but I walked in a few minutes late, and I they I think they just kind of threw the script away and just decided to talk mm-hmm. and. I don't know about you, but I think I sometimes operate best that way. You know, just oh, yeah, shoot from the hip. Absolutely. Know? Especially if I got something to say. Something, yeah. And the two of them just had a, an amazing, amazing uh, opportunity to share um, their experiences, you know, in recovery. Excuse me, which connected a lot to mine sometimes. Excuse me, I'm burping. And uh, connected with a lot of the people, a lot of folks in the room who struggle with being able to find a pathway of recovery that includes them. So I really give a big shout out to Daniel and to Chantel for bringing those issues. Plus I, I sat with Daniel and his uh, uh, fiance, Daniel, am I putting partner person you're dating? I don't know. I, Nelson. How about we'll just say Nelson. I sat with Daniel and Nelson at the concert the other night and we all had a blast. So. Whatever we want Wednesday, Jacqueline. I love that. Jacqueline's going to be on the show. We got to book her and we got to book Daniel too. We got Marshall's been on the show. Um, we got to get T on the show too. I had an awesome time. I was super honored to share space with Chantel. Yeah, Daniel, I get that. So what are we going? What are we doing? How are we talking here? Look at our, look at our numbers. We've got 10 people watching here just from the, the, this little, yeah. So how did, how did the weekend go? It's Wednesday. It feels like marriage soon enough. (laughs) uh the weekend went pretty uh pretty smooth uh you know i don't i don't really have weekends off um and i it was funny i you know in the training today i was asking melanie how do we even count my hours like how does that even work um one one hour at a time yeah one One day at a time (laughs) sometimes just 30 seconds at a time Yeah. yeah tell me about it um you know, the weekend went pretty smooth. Uh, you know, we've got, uh, of course, I've got Breaking the Bondage all weekend. Um, breaking the I'm, Bondage. Uh, I'm teaching Joe over here. Do you like the, being called Joseph? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm just so used to calling people Joe. Like, it, yeah. Except anyway. for the one random Joey. Except for, oh, I got to call Ginger yeah, Joe back, actually. Yeah. Um, Joseph came in Sunday, uh, which is... Uh, pretty cool because you know i've told a bunch of people about it and they uh they'll they'll show up for a day or two and then they'll they'll go and uh joseph seems to be uh he seems to be excited about this but we trained uh, i trained him to uh kind of operate the camera a little bit and uh we were shaky at first power on but we power uh, off yeah power <laughs> not quite i <laughs> wish it were that easy <laughs> um you know we were we were zooming in and out and doing some pans, doing some tilts and all that kind of stuff. No Dutch angles yet. No Dutch angles. No Dutch angles yet. Um, <laughs> How about Dutch ovens? But, oh, I had to go there. <laughs> you'll, Yo. uh, you'll, you'll get the Dutch oven in just a second. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Why, why doesn't he have a mic? All right. We got to get him on a mic. Um, um, we have a mic set up. If you, uh, but you can't, you won't be able to hear yourself. There are headphones over there. There are actually, you still won't be able to hear yourself because uh, we're over here. It's yeah, we're over here. Can, I mean, you can 
go go hang out over there in front of that mic. You could you could bring the you could bring the chair. Your your headphones won't work, bud. They work. They do. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm not. Well, so actually, actually, I'm kind of uh, and uh, no joke. I'm actually kind of glad you jumped on because, you know, this really brings to mind like everything that everything. You know, I was away for five days. You know, I was down in, in Vegas, and the whole time I'm in Vegas, like I have this incredible experience. I'm with people who deliver amazing, amazing services, right, and do these incredible actions. Hey, Courtney, good to see you. Um, do these amazing, incredible things. But the entire time I'm there, while I'm connecting with my people. And these are my people. The whole time I'm there, um, I'm really thinking of all the services that we do here at Machine. And I'm thinking, mm -hmm. I want to get back. I miss, I really miss you all. You know, I missed y'all, but I miss what we do. We missed you too. I, I miss coming up here and and going into your office and saying, Hey Nathan, what's up? And then coming back to my office and setting all the stuff up. But it was it was weird. I like I would walk past here and then I would get oh, I'd see your door shut and be like, Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, uh, this is going to be kind of weird. You're going to be on camera by yourself for a second. I'm going to turn that second camera sure. on. Sure. Joseph on. All right. Well, so the cool thing, so this is why I'm saying this, right? Like the whole time I was there, like I'm thinking about all the services that we do here. I'm thinking about the, like I love all the advocacy that I get to do with the people in the community and the going to the General Assembly and, and blah, 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 blah. But what I love the most about my job and the thing that I sometimes forget that I love the most is the one-on-one -on -one advocacy that I get to do with the individuals who come through the doors. You know, I'm an, I'm an alumni of the McShin Foundation. I'm a person in sustained recovery, and I get to do these really incredible things in my recovery. And, and these really incredible things are, you know, I get to build healthy relationships with my family. You know, I get to build healthy relationships with my finances. You know, I get to get into a car and drive it legally with insurance. That's a that's a big deal for me, you know the legal part, the insurance. What's that? Yeah, you too, right? I know. We'll get we'll get there one, 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 one paycheck at a time. Yeah, insurance and a license, and and I get that, right? And it's like like I get to have you know I I used to come in here. There was a guy that's in uh, I think he's in Newport News now, but he would come to the meetings and he would share that he has a relationship with soap again, you know, because he he used to live in dumpsters or would be hand you know the dumpsters and and oh look you're getting lit you're getting a camera I love this like Joseph's getting the he's getting the treatment over here walking the walking the door he's you know, I, and we just met Joseph or I just met Joseph like two minutes before the show and I'm like who the heck is this guy trying to walk in this room right now. Uh, I'm a participant. Ah, oh, see, now we can hear you. <laughs> Joseph, welcome to the show, buddy. Joseph, um, how did you find out about the McShin Foundation? My parents, when I was uh, 17, my parents actually saw some dude named Stas Nowitzki on the news. And he Stas, was, I know Stas. Stas. Yeah. He's the man. He is the man. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a crazy man. Definitely a free spirit. Um but he was doing something on the news, kind of talking about the school. And my parents didn't know what to do with me. And they were like, wow, that sounds like a great, great option. So I went to the school, but I was too young to really like want recovery for myself. Um, but so I always knew McShins here. I always know there's a AA meeting here. You know what I mean? So yeah. I've always kind of checked that out. 
from time to time. You were part of the McShin Academy back in yes. the day. That's I did read your email. That's your welcome email. That's right. That's this, that's this very room. Sorry, let me interrupt you. No, nah, you're good. Very man. Room, I interrupted you. This very room we're <laughs> sitting in was the school rooms. There was like, you know, like twelve of us, and uh, we were all just sitting up here screwing around, doing whatever we could to keep our minds occupied. <laughs> Obviously, the school didn't last, but it was good intentions for sure. Well, so, but that's that I love that you brought this up because um, one of the things that's been, you know, in, in the General Assembly, you know, something that we've been doing on the advocacy side, you know, uh, Delegate Carrie Corner, Coiner, who's a Republican in Chesterfield, you know, she submitted a bill uh, last year. Uh, yeah, right before the pandemic, during the session. And it, it, it established uh, Recovery High School that was going to be you know, put into place, blah, 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 blah. Now, the way the the, the way the world works, and I, I didn't know much about this until I got into this work, right, is that, okay, it's great if you get the bill done, but then you also have to get the money for the bill. And that goes through a separate thing. And usually they happen at the same time. And initially it did happen at the same time and it was fine. But what happened in March of 2020? I don't know. What happened? Well, why are we wearing masks these days? Oh, right? Right, 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 right. The pandemic hit, right. and 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 suddenly the governor said no new programs. You know, no. I often forget that. Right. The pandemic hitting, it, it, like masks have become just such a normal part of like. Oh yeah. Everyday life now. Just sorry, I, I just I had to. No, bring no, that no. But up. I don't think I'm going to stop wearing my mask. <laughs> I I haven't had a cold the entire there's, time. I mean, there's something to wearing yeah. a mask. So you know. I can stick my tongue out. I don't have to wear my teeth all the time. Um, this you'll also you'll see after the show. And if but, you get a sweet enough looking mask, you can look like a super. Oh my god! I forgot. I have. I got some masks while I was in Vegas. I forgot nice. to. I have to wear one tomorrow. Well, I guess Friday. My girlfriend's got one that. Sorry to. Yeah, my yeah. girlfriend's got one that like you turn it on. It's got LEDs in the front, and when she talks, it moves with her mouth. Yeah, that's so. That's what I got. Oh, that's what I you did. Got. I got oh. two. I got two of them. In fact, I get, one of them has unicorns on it because, you know, why not? Um, but going back. So listen, the advocacy piece. Right, right, right. Uh, got a jet. You're amazing. Thank you, Daniel. I have to hop off. Bye, Jacqueline. Um, maybe a Vegas wedding. I love it. So so that's what my brother did. Carrie Coiner <laughs> put this bill in and the money was there. Everything was all set and ready to go. And then the and then the pandemic hit. Right. The pandemic hit. The governor said no new funding for anything new. We're going to put a. Uh, a kibosh on anything new. Okay, that happens. Did I then I knock shit? Oh, I was stepping on the cord. And so when the ARPA money, the American Recovery Program or whatever the P stands for, the money from the federal government that came to the states to help with, you know, funding for projects as a result of COVID, blah blah blah, came. There was an opportunity to get that money to fit, to 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 get that school funded mm -hmm. well guess what nobody put the money bill in again we forgot and we forgot until well we didn't get it done we didn't get it done fast enough they couldn't get the money in and so we've got this bill saying yes we want a recovery high school we got no freaking funding for it so this is something we have to push for going into the next session it's an easy lift because it was overwhelmingly bipartisan so it'll be an easy lift I, I really hope it will be and put that money back in and make sure we get the recovery high school done because because clearly there's a need for it you know, mm -hmm. McShin tried to do it a few years ago. I know we ran into a lot of obstacles. Um, I know that when you were a house leader, when I first got here, I think we had our last McShin Academy participant in our house when we were living together. Yeah, yeah. yeah without Mitch, using his name, right? without yeah. using his name, uh, we, we were able to, yeah, names and stuff. But it's all right. Because um, <laughs> I was about to say his whole name. That's yeah. why I was like, eh. <laughs> um, but uh, having him in the house 
and that was actually kind of cool. I mean, I know that things with him, uh, he's 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 him. Um, I'm rambling because I, what I really want to do is I want to hear more about what's going on with you. So why you just got back and you went over, you're at the house across the street. That's um, correct. What's going on with you? How was how was uh, how was life before you got here? It was very chaotic um, and just kind of like it was just hard. It was just like uh, I had to exert so much energy every day just to like do basic things, basically. And it was very fast paced. And now it's like, I don't know, it's just slowed down a little bit. And I'm not worried about all this materialistic crap. I'm just really trying to focus on the day and the moment and realize that I don't have to compare my job or anything to anybody else. I just need to worry about like being sober right now. But I mean, it's good. I mean, I can already, you know, I've, I got um, four days sober right now. Ooh, all right. And, uh, it's like I can already see it manifesting, the obsession manifesting in other ways, you know. Talk about that. Um, I don't know. Like, to me, I see uh, I see sex, per se, as a drug. Um, so, for me, it's like there's other things that I can do to get dopamine in my brain besides using drugs. So, it's like I can still s- escape reality and be sober and clean. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I'm really trying to not be myself up and just focus on the drugs right now, like the substances. And I think the other stuff, you know, I can focus on it later, but I always try to like skip ahead to all the stuff. But now I'm just like, no dude, like just, it's just drugs now call for right now. Like that's, that's what's the top layer of, you know what I mean? That's like the top layer of me basically hiding. And then from there we can, we can work on we can work on the other things because I mean if, if we don't have that foundation of just not if, just knowing how to not use, you know, like if I if I if I don't know how to if I don't have the tools to to combat the thoughts, the cravings, the urges to use, well, the other stuff. If I focus too much on the other stuff, man, I'm probably not gonna succeed when those cravings for the drugs come in, and I you know I can do one thing at a time. So right. Um, sounds like, sounds like in your academy time, you might've gained some knowledge because I'm hearing a lot of language around recovery and I love that for you. It's all, awesome. I mean, it's in my active addiction, I would always try to apply recovery principles to it. You know what I mean? Like I always remembered recovery. I went to treatment when I was 16. I was here at this, um, McShin when I was you know teenager also so I was given a lot of tools you know and like I it's not like I was ignorantly getting high because I knew what recovery was you know what I mean it was not not fun after like McShin program and rehab because I knew that you know the reality of what I was doing but a little bit of recovery just screwed all that using up didn't it (laughs) recovery is cool I guess it's just interesting you know what I mean it's because it's about like human humans and our behaviors and stuff so I, I really like it even when i'm like you know i even went i would go to meetings like aa meetings drunk and like share and stuff yeah but i realized I, it's probably not like that productive but well you know we 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 find uh we find our tribe and the way we do that sometimes is by making well actually often for me anyway is by making mistakes and getting through those mistakes with the help of the people around me you know um one of the things i you know i thought about and i'm 45 you know, I got into recovery when I was 40, 
you know, and 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 I kind of thought at that point, I'm like, all right, well, my life is over. I've had a good long run. It's been fun. Now, whatever whatever happens next is gonna be boring. You know, seriously, I mean, like, you know, yeah. I mean, in my active addiction, I did all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, I had fun. I had, I wouldn't say fun is not the right word, but I just, I, I you know, I have a, um, I have a really strong sense of I need to do this now kind of a thing, you know. And it's like I, I want what I want when I want it, and I want it yesterday you know so i go after things and and i thought i thought that learning how to stop using would mean not doing fun things not doing anything exciting and turns out life is actually pretty freaking crazy fun um you know and 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 learning how to get through you know for me i don't know about you because i just met you but i know my my story is that I, I like to control everything around me you know i'm a control freak and i like i like things to happen the way i want them to happen they need to happen this way or that or get the heck out of my face see i said heck again good stuff right did you like heck ton heck ton <laughs> who told us we couldn't swear well it, i don't some somewhere i don't know we can say shit, but we can't say the other one can't say hell you can say hell. Yeah. An F bomb was dropped on the show yesterday. I heard a hard one. I heard just a yeah. Whew. Oof! I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. She, <laughs> I haven't watched the show yet, but I'm eager to watch it. I, you know what? I I don't I I don't know exactly why, but 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 you know what? For now, and because you know where the oh gosh, I'm really tangent 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 tangent. So clean it up jimmy brooks says hey jimmy <laughs> can you elaborate on that jimmy do you know jimmy no oh jimmy was the probably he was the director of the well, he's on the board when you were here i think Jim, jimmy's running jimmy if you look at the sign in front of uh, uh in front of dumbarton house across the street or scott house over there there's a sign out there for for a candidate in the 74th district that's jimmy brooks jimmy brooks is running for Jimmy Brooks is running for House of Delegates in the 74th District. He's a Republican candidate in recovery, and he talks about recovery issues, and we love you, Jimmy. We really do. He was on the board here for a long time. He was on the show a couple weeks ago. Um, but I know for me, getting into recovery, like, you know, all the all the things that I want to fix, manage, and control, it turns out my life was fun, you know, when I was using. There were, there were fun moments, but it wasn't as fun as I, I can romanticize it being, you know? It turns out a lot of my a lot of what I thought was fun was me just pushing to get more and more and more of this or whatever it was, whatever it was, whether it was the substance or it was power or money or things, you know, th that's what what my addiction takes me to do. And now in recovery, like I was in Vegas with a whole bunch of recovery people in recovery. And, and believe me, it was around all the things. You know, we're we're staying in a big giant. All the things. All the things. If if you you if you can go to Vegas and survive, you're well. I, I I'll talk for myself. If I can go to Vegas and I can survive for five days without you know picking up the substances and stuff, I'm I'm doing okay for Does now. Does that mean you're recovered? No. Oh God. I know it says that in AA we are recovered. I, I'm one of these people who thinks that recovery is a lifelong process and I'm going to continue working on my recovery, my recovery one day at a time. There you go. Um, but that, that, that's uh, there's a good, there's a good lesson in the, I went to Vegas. I was around plenty of substances and I didn't use, in fact, I could smell a lot of those substances. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, everywhere. And it's happened mm -hmm. in Virginia now too. But um, what are you most looking forward to in recovery? I guess I guess enjoying life, honestly, having fun and enjoying life and feeling better about myself. Yeah. And maybe get, get a girlfriend, you know, that'd be awesome. Get a girlfriend. That'd be great. <laughs> that'd be great. Can can I give you a – are you open to suggestions? Here it is. What do you think I'm going to say? Hey, don't, don't, don't date anybody for, for a while. 
well, stay out of relationships. Stay out of relationships. And look, you're going to do something. And and we're on the air, so I won't say exactly what I want to say right now. But but you're going to want to do something. Let me suggest that you find other ponds to do that. You know, this little fishbowl we're in right now. Find another fishbowl. I'm going right. to tell you that, like, getting into a relationship early in recovery is a very bad idea. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm speaking from, I heard and saw plenty of people, uh, that were living in, in the house I was living in, in fact, that, you know, they said, Oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm clean now and I can have a, a decent relationship and all that. And it's going to be said, no, you can't, you, you really can't do that. Cause part of, part of being in a relationship is being able to be happy with, or part of being clean is being able to be happy with yourself and getting to know yourself again. And you, you know, you don't know who exactly you are when you're in active addiction. And until you actually know who Joseph is until you're happy with who Joseph is. Don't, don't try to, to, to bring that into, you know, somebody, a significant other's life. And I'm relatively um, happy about it. I mean, about yeah, what, who Joseph is. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't hate being Joseph, but get, get what I'm suggesting is get to know Joseph a little bit better. Right. You know, get to know Joseph without substances, get to know Joseph without alcohol, get to know, get to know Joseph in recovery. Right. You know? So maybe the girlfriend down the road, down the road, ways. down the road. Um, I made it a point uh, when I got into this time, when I got into recovery to, you know, not date anybody. And, you know, now I'm, I'm with, you know, my girlfriend, but we've also known each other for 20 plus years, you know? Um, and, you know, I think, what is it they say in NA, like for the first year, say don't date yeah. or something like that. I think that's a minimum. Nobody does that. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Nobody no. does that. My sponsor, his sponsor, nobody, you know, what my sponsor tells me all the time. And I pretty much live by this is do what you want. Okay. Just don't use and be prepared for the consequences, whatever they may be, you know, because we're all going to do what we want to do anyways. Just don't get high and be prepared because think about that fallout. Think about whatever those consequences, whether they be positive, whether they be negative, think about that before you make your next move. I pretty much live by that because let's face it. We we're you know, we have substance uses. We think about using all the time. I don't care how long you have in recovery. You're going to think about using every once in a while. It's going to happen. And when you think about, when I think about using personally, the first thing you know, Nathan tells me all the time, we're not responsible for our initial thoughts. We're responsible for, you know, how, how we interpret them. And, and what is it that you tell me? I'm not responsible for how, what my, I'm not responsible. <laughs> I'm not responsible for my addiction, but I'm responsible for my recovery. Yeah. I, I, um, it's, it's, well, I'm it's, not responsible for how my reaction, but I'm responsible for how I respond to that. You know? right. So my feelings, so I'm not responsible the, for my feelings. I'm responsible for how I respond to my feelings. So the first thing I think about, I'm not necessarily going to hold myself completely responsible for that because I know how my brain works. You know, what I'm going to, to hold myself responsible for is the amount of spirituality and the amount of, of, uh, 
trying to, I guess, trying to, to think about the next right thing and trying to, to think about it in a, I guess you could say a, a being a better person type of way, you know, uh, if that makes any sense at all. Um, totally. That's what, that's what I try to, to, and those consequences, man, every time, cause I, I still think about using all the time, you know, that one, a big trigger for me. And I know we're veering completely off of mm -hmm. the subject, but a big trigger for me is having to sit with my emotions, whether they be happiness, whether they be sadness, depression, anger, whatever it is, when I have to sit with my emotions, man, that makes me want to use something fierce. Mm -hmm. But I know that if I use all the bad things are going to happen, I'm going to lose everything that I've been building on, you know, while I've been clean. I'm, I'm definitely going to lose my, my job. You know, I'm going to lose my relationship. I'm going to lose my house. I'm definitely going to lose my license, you know, which means that I'll be driving around completely illegally because I'm still going to drive. We all know that. Um, you know, I mean, that's what we do. <laughs> you know? Um, literally if, if, if I do any of that, if I use at all, my entire life goes down the drain in a matter of a few hours, literally. Uh, and that's that there's no, there's no, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Exaggeration with that. You know, it, it's all gone. And that's, that's one of the reasons that I've built this life the way that I have this recovery life, the way that I have, you know, I stay, very focused on what I'm doing. I stay very focused on what I've gained since I've been clean and I don't have a ton of clean time under my belt. You know, I'm, I'm right now at seven and a half months, which is very much still newcomer status. Very much, you know, uh, until I've got a couple of years under my belt, man, you know, I, I have to be extremely careful. And even then I still have to be careful, you know? Um, and part of that, you know, being careful is, is, you know, making sure that, that I'm doing the things that are suggested to me, you know, um, I stay around recovery, you know, people that are in recovery, I stay around my sponsor all the time. Um, I, I work at a recovery resource foundation, you know? Um, so it's like everything, my whole life is basically built around my recovery process. You know, um, and I, I guess I'm, I'm telling you all this to say, don't get in a relationship. Right. <laughs> no, I feel well, you. Uh, yeah. no, 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 that's, 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 that's not really the gist of why I'm, I'm telling you all that. I'm, I'm kind of just, you know, right. Going off, I guess, but you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's all part of, of, you know, putting your recovery first, you know, and right. Dude, like when you get into when you get into any kind of argument, any kind of disagreement with a girl or or, or with you know anybody that you're attracted to, anybody that you're with, whatever, um, you know the first thing a, as someone that with this disease thinks about is I'm gonna go get high about it. That's the first thing you think about. That's the first thing I would think about. It's the first thing I do think about. You what? Know? Well. 
let me let me let me put let me put a second pause a pause in there for a second because usually the first thing I think about when I get into a disagreement or argument is how am I going to squash you? <laughs> how am I going to prove that I'm right and you're wrong? And that's and, and I'm going to work and find my way to continue to prove. This is this is what can happen to me when I'm like you know they talk about the difference between being clean and living clean, right? You know, and and when I'm not living clean. You know, it's that's like I take I take my anger and I let that that emotion really start to get at me, and and, and I'm all right, all right, so all right, well that, you know that that person really just really and this just happened to me a couple of days ago. Somebody really, oh, I'm still I'm still in my mm, about it, right? And 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 she she not not a relationship type of deal, but a person, and I, my anger kind of came through, and I'm like, mm, I want to just I want to I'm gonna put I'm like I, like all the imagery in my brain. Oh, and I, you know, without going too graphic in here, let's just say, you know, like Nathan's got a very vivid imagination. Mm-hmm. And when I'm angry, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, you won't, you're not going to like me when I'm mad right. um, and, and all that stuff. But then I recognize, well, A, I'm not exactly built for fighting, right? <laughs> but B, I, like, I don't want to do that fighting stuff. You know, I don't want to be fighting. What I want to be doing is living a solution. But but if I'm not living in the solution, I'm still with that anger. You know, I'm dealing with that. If I'm not actually taking the tools, you know, and getting out of that, because I'm not responsible for the emotions, right? I'm just responsible for how I respond to those emotions. There we go. That's what I'm, we were trying to say. And if I, if I live in that anger and let that just fester, that opens up, you know, the possibility, the probability that the thing that the one of the use is going to come in, you know, the probability is like, you know what? I know how to freaking dull this emotion. What, I, what really surprised me this, well, maybe not surprised me this weekend, but what, what I noticed about myself this weekend is, you know, it's, it's easy for me to recognize that when I'm angry or sad or anything like I'm gonna, I might think about using it's those moments where I'm in like really excited or elated that that still surprised me where i want to use oh yeah like oh, like yeah. yeah like we're sitting we're, we're at the have you been to vegas before no, like this no. is awesome yeah. but it could be awesomer that, exactly yeah. oh yeah. and it was that was a real power and i even said it to the people who were with because i was with because a like i know we're not going to use together yeah. right and b yeah. like they didn't think anything of it then you know oh look that's a thing and okay great it's done right but we acknowledged it and we let it go on but i looked up and i'm like looking at this incredible light show and i'm thinking wow yeah. But then when I actually stopped, when I paused and experienced the light show and let the let the excitement of it and the music and everything wash through me, I'm like, actually, I'm getting like like from a physical or whatever, you know, not chemical, but from a brain perspective, stopping and pausing and taking a breath and experiencing the experience without the drugs. Like I came out of there going, wow. Like yeah. I, the, which would have been completely dulled by the drugs. Oh yeah, it would have been. Oh, and, yeah. and then the next day, I'd be like, "Wow, that was great!" But man, I feel like shit. Yeah, you know? yeah. Versus, yeah. I'm like, I'm still like talking about it. I'm like, that was a freaking amazing. You can kind of still enjoy it. Yeah. Now. And and there are the natural highs too. Like I kind of I want to go back to that place. I want to do the uh, the zip line there that we did. Mm-hmm. But, um, and Jimmy Brooks says, you know, pray about it and let HP decide. I think he's talking about at least that's a good thing for anything, but he's talking about the relationship. First thing I thought when I read that was Hewlett Packard. I know, right. Let- I was like, let my printer decide. What why <laughs> it is an HP printer over there, too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, wait, what is HP? Higher power. Higher power. Right. Or or just let Justin's printer decide for you. <laughs> just let my printer decide. <laughs> so Joseph, man, new new to recovery again. Uh, well, welcome back to recovery. You're here for the first time on the show. I'm just meeting you. No, he's here for uh, the second time on the show. You were here yet? What? 
was he on the show yesterday? No, he was here the other week. Uh, I think I was he on the show was, last think, week. Yeah, he was on the show last week. Yeah, Thursday, I think. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? How'd it go? Good. It went. It went. <laughs> Could really you elaborate on that? Good. Good. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it was good. I don't know. I felt like a special boy, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. I. I love no, that. Jo- a, Joseph, that is the best response I've ever heard. I felt like a special boy. I've been flattered by Nick Shin since I've been here. He uh he showed up uh and really kind of got me out of a jam because <laughs> I didn't have anybody for the show and it was just me running it and mm. I you know and nobody was, wants to listen to you talk for an hour at all. Me either. I don't I don't even like listening to myself talk for an hour. Oh, see the problem for we see this is where we're different. I love listening to myself talk for an hour, no. but nobody else does. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I, shit I, gotta I go with. downstairs and I'm like, I need somebody for the show. And oh. I get the suggestion. Well, go. We start to, me and Mo start talking about the, the high school and everything. And, you know, that's there's just later on down the down the road. There's going to be um, there's going to be some some episodes on that. Um, but I was like, man, that's that's great subject matter. Uh, but who can I talk to? And he's like, go over to 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 one of the houses, grab, uh, you know, Joseph, and see if he can do it. And I'm, I think I woke you up, and was like, Check hi, I'm Justin. Yeah, well, someone was you like, should be on the podcast you. today. And you were just like, <laughs> wait, what time of day was it? This was like. I mean, this was early, man. It was like nine thirty, something like that. Nine yeah. thirty in the he, morning, and you're still in bed. He works at night. Yeah. Oh, well, that's yeah. not a good excuse. Uh, but well, no, 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 it no, is no, a actually, good excuse. You need to no, sleep. Right. That's a valid. And excuse. I woke his ass up and was just like, "Show today." Uh, by the way, I'm Justin. Nice to meet you. But you're going to be on my podcast what, today. What What are you doing at night? I deliver pizza, but I get off at like 10 and I don't fall asleep to like 4 a.m. So it's kind of a little bit irrelevant mm. to my well, job. But I, I get that, dude. Though. He yeah. delivers pizzas, a.k.a. unsung hero. Right. I'm a big distributor. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> One of the biggest in town. He's a distributor for big pizza. Juicy pies. <gasps> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh man! Listen, listen. I'm the host of this show over I'm here. No. <laughs> hey, but listen. Um, you know, but we, we're we're kind of. It's wow. That's that was a quick hour. That was a very um, quick hour. And I I do want to I do want to get back to the to the main part of this because we're going to talk about mobilize many times over the next couple months, um, probably and and the next year before we get there again. And I know that there's a lot of stuff we didn't get to cover. But what I want to talk about though is I want to ask. And since you're here, Joseph and and Justin. You know, what does what is when I say the words recovery advocacy, what comes to mind for you? For I'll start by saying uh, recovery advocacy for me means letting people that are, you know, a, you know, in active addiction and b people that that know someone in active addiction that don't suffer from this disease themselves know that there is another option Hmm. um that recovery does exist because i'll I'll be honest when i when i was using at first i didn't know that recovery i didn't know this was a thing i just thought once i started using well shit that's it like this is this is life now this is what i have to do this is life now this is yeah this is this is how life is going to be for me i'm just 
gonna you know have to use for forever and when i you know got introduced to recovery man like and it's not easy like recovery is not easy at all um but let you know it's it's letting letting people letting you know other addicts know and and those that you know that love those addicts you know that there is another way to live you know there's a better way to live uh and you don't have to you don't have to do this forever you can stop you know that's what it means to me i like that i like that i like that joseph my turn you don't want to go no no please go ahead okay i get hey listen I'm hosting the show. I get to finish. I thought he was the host. Yeah. Uh, um, what, what, what have you been teaching these I people? Guess. Boom. Oof. There we go. Oof. <laughs> I was thinking earlier, just making it as attractive as possible for people, I guess. Because, I mean, I know for me when I was younger, it was like, uh, like, dude's telling me I got to go to meetings my whole life and all. And it was just kind of uh, like the idea of recovery is unattractive. Um, but when I was here at the meeting the other day, like I was attracted to the way that someone was putting it, you know? And it was like, like, you know what I mean? Like the way they were almost advertising it to me was like, it hit me and I was like, Mm. damn, this is where the love is. Like, this is where like the warmth and the cozy fire is. Like I want a cozy fire instead of being like, Oh, we have all these organized activities where it's like so organized and you got to march around. You know what I mean? Like that kind of was my mindset. So of what recovery looked like? Yeah, when I was uh, younger, it was, it was just unattractive. Yeah, but I think like if it make you attractive to people that are in like jail and active addiction and stuff, more people. comfy fire instead of detoxing on the jail bed. Yeah, I love that comfy fire imagery. That's that's sticking with me. Um, I like that. I like that. Anything else you want to add? No, not really. But yeah, I don't know. I don't really know. But I'm assuming advocacy means like, um, like how to attract people. Well, to I it. think yeah, I think there's a lot of both of what both you both of you you've said. I mean, there's nothing. Everything that you've said, I think, is very valid and a contribution. Um, there's the there's the advocacy we do within our own community to reach out to the next sick and suffering person. You know that that we do like the, the you know I think all three of us work a twelve step program that talks about a program of attraction rather than promotion, right? You know, it's like, like I, I work on myself on a daily basis, you know, to maintain my recovery, but also to, to not just to not simply to at this point, not simply to just stay clean, but it's like, okay, now I have to work on the other aspects of my life. I don't want to be angry all the time. You know, I don't want to be, um, um, alone. You know, I don't want to be, uh, fearful, um, you know, bitter, all those things. I, I want to work on those too. And, and that's what, you know, recovery, that's what freedom from active addiction does for me. You know, freedom from active addiction gives me the ability to recover in a larger way. And, and that's, that's what I, I look forward to as far as the attraction piece. The other side of the advocacy is making sure that we have that available to anybody, you know, that we have recovery options open and available to anyone out of the street that we show, share that message and we encourage by breaking down the stigma by by us in recovery demonstrating not only is it possible but it's a beautiful thing it's a fun thing you know I, mean, I have more damn fun these days um that that and it, and it's life i mean it is life on life's terms not every day is freaking peaches and cream like i i kind of want to go home and go to bed after we do this um and i still have stuff to do but 
the the you know we get through it we get up we do our thing you know i put one foot in front of the other i suit up i show up and and we make it work and we we show that it can work and so that the people who make these decisions which by the way we're working to make sure that people in recovery with lived experience are the ones who are making these decisions and at least have a seat at the damn table right like that's why i'm going to this thing tomorrow you know is make sure we have a seat at the damn table mm -hmm. But, but making sure that, that we're demonstrating to those people who make the decisions on where money is spent, where resources are allocated, you know, know that not only is it possible, but it's a beautiful thing. And, and when we invest in recovery, we invest in public safety, we invest in public health, we invest in building communities and families. So that's, that's what that's all about. So that's what I love about it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you can, you can take advocacy to any level. You know, I, I happen to love going out and sharing little pieces of my story, you know, and hopefully connecting that story to something bigger, you know, with somebody else's story. And, and, and I think even if I'm not doing that in a public, you know, setting, you know, when I'm doing that in a private setting, it's still advocacy. I'm, 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 I'm sharing my story to connect with your story because your story has a meaning. You know, your story can probably help me. It will help me, mm -hmm. you know, whether you know it or not. My story is going to help you. I know it is, you know. And even even if only to say, I don't want to do that, you know, that there, and there's a lot of my story where I think a lot of people look and say, well, I never want to do that. Please don't do that. You know, you know, what works for me is not going to work for you necessarily. But like, you know, we have these stories and we must continue to share our stories, to share our story of self, to make it a story of us. You know, and I, I love that. I love that what, what these trainings for me are giving me more tools and, and more tools means more helping of other people. And when it comes right down to it, I'm sick of seeing my friends die. Mm -hmm. And I'm sick of seeing um, even I mean, I'm just sick of seeing people die from this disease, you know. And so if it can help anybody, you know, I'm going to try to work harder to do it. So, Joseph, thanks for jumping in, buddy. Um, yeah, thanks for letting me get on. Yeah, absolutely, awesome. that was a, a great addition to that, Justin. Of course, uh, thank you for thank you for allowing me to co-host with you today. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was good to see you. Um, I'm glad to be back. We are definitely going to be talking about mobilized recovery and everything that's happened from that since then, and and will continue to happen. But before you go to close, I want to put out one more shout out to Recover Out Loud tomorrow night. It's going to be on. Uh, on that website, recoveroutloud2021.org. They're going to broadcast it at 8.30 through the YouTube channel, through all the Facebook things and the MySpaces and Friendster. Okay, I don't know about all that. But check it out. Uh, Macklemore. Yeah, I said Friendster. It's old. It's really old, isn't it? <laughs> check out recoveroutloud2021.org. Watch tomorrow at 8.30. Listen. You'll, hear, you'll have an awesome experience. And we'll talk to you tomorrow for International Recovery Day. Peace out, everybody. Hi, everyone. I'm Honesty Liller. I am the CEO of the McShen Foundation and a woman in long-term recovery. Since May 27, 2007, I have not used drugs or alcohol. Woo -woo. Thank you so, so much to the Richmond Times Dispatch and all of our voters for Get In The Herd podcast. Those podcasts are amazing. Not only has it helped thousands upon thousands of people in their recovery, as well as family members, but it has helped me in my personal recovery. I get to listen to them now in my car through Spotify and iHeartRadio. 
and it's just really, really important for us to be innovative in the addiction field and the recovery community. So when COVID hit, we had to be innovative. You know, we really had to think of like, what can we do to reach people that cannot go to 12-step meetings? smart recovery, faith-based, whatever, um, that we're shutting down constantly. So we were innovative here at McShin. Let's start podcast. So with Todd, John, Alex, um, and some other staff, you know, we all just kind of jumped in who can do what. And um, with Todd's lead and John's lead, the podcasts have been amazing and we're still doing them today. So I want to thank you for all of your votes and all of your energy and all of your support of our mission of healing families and saving lives. Thanks.